Okay, fantastic. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back to the XY Factor. Uh, XY Formula. Formula. Damn it. <laughs> Cut that out, Mandy. Welcome back to the XY Formula. We're back with another day. Going to switch things up a little bit. Rather than having a guest, it's going to be Danny P and I shooting, shooting some value to you guys. Make it quick, make it short. Yeah, sweet, sweet Danny P over here on the mic. And uh, we've had several guests on talking about motivation, talking about success, talking about, you know, what drives you and what makes you determined. So the topic of the day is, as was thrown to us out by our producer, Dirty Sanchez, um, what was it that made you or us want to not just punch the nine to five clock or do the regular? So for me, it was school teaching. I was a school teacher. And at one point I just said, the hell with it. And for Rob was throwing boxes behind a truck and Walmart distribution center. <laughs> so did you like your job? Cause I hated my job. So I was looking for a way out. Well, yeah, that's the difference. So I, I liked my job. I, I liked the kids. I liked working with kids. I was coaching basketball, high school basketball. And I was following in the footsteps of my parents who were both also teachers. So I knew the lifestyle. I knew, you know, what to expect. And, and it was, you know, a steady job. It's a good job. And it's a job you could go to any bank and they'll give you a loan for a car or a house. Yeah, you know, not yeah. a big house or a big car. But, you know, it was, hey, you got this. You're, you're set for life, you know. And you, yeah, and you knew. And I remember I remember this. I, I signed when I signed in 1990 to be a school teacher. Yeah, I don't know. You weren't even born. I was not born. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check that. Um, yeah, there's clickbait. 19, <laughs> hashtag 1990. Um, yeah, so in 1990, when I signed my contract with the Pocono Mountain School District, I was making just a hair over $25,000. Plus Benny's. Now you got Benny's. Now, of course – Bennies? Yeah, benefits. Okay. You know, health insurance and all this other stuff, which everybody says, oh, that's, oh, you got to get that. You got to get that. Okay, that's nice. But I'm 22 years old and healthy as an ox. I'm not going to the freaking doctor for anything. And right. I go get my teeth checked once a year. So what was the benefit to that? Mm -hmm. And I had like laser vision. So I wasn't going to the eye doctor. But, you know, they did have, they did have Bennies. But yes, yeah, so there you are. You got, you're, you're all set. I was all set. Like, listen, life was all planned out. And all I had to do is just stay in line. And, you know, nine years into it, I was like, "F this." I mean, at least you tried nine years. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, and 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 what's even what's wow. what's really hurt? What's the decision that I made was if I would have waited till the end of the tenth year, I would have been. I think they call it vested. But at the end of the tenth year, I could have at least retired or resigned, and they would have paid me for all my sick days. Now I was never sick. I never took off. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I took off to go fishing one day of, of the year and hunting one day of the year, and that was about it. So right, right, right. they'd give you, I think, 12. And every year I'd have 10 saved up. So when mm -hmm. I quit, you know, I had almost 100 sick days saved up because I never used them. And, uh, you know, somebody had said, yeah, you know what, if you'd hang on for one more year, you know, so 10 years, they would have given me like $90 a sick day. And I'd have had, I don't know, 120. So whatever that adds up to, like 10 grand, which was, you know, a lot of money at the time. Um, but I was like, nope. I'm out. <laughs> did you say, I'm leaving here, I'm going to go make six figures? Or did you have that mindset of making so much money? Or I, had, I had, yeah, I had, I had no, idea. no idea. I had met no a guy that, that, that had, you know, had a commercial real estate company. And he talked to me about it and I saw the kind of money that could be made. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be good at this. I can, <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. And I just kind of, you know, jumped out of the airplane without a uh, parachute. 
I figured I'd, I'd file, oh, I'll invent one on the way down. I'll MacGyver one on my way down. Hashtag MacGyver. <laughs> I, I, I'll invent one on the way down. And yeah, boy, did I have my ass handed to me. Yeah. But that was probably the best education I had. So, yeah, so that leads me to that. So you're chucking boxes yeah. at Walmart Distribution Center. Yeah. It was Hashtag terrible. Walmart. That's probably going to get some million followers right there. <laughs> yeah. Imagine they sponsored it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm coming home with, like, black snot coming out of my nose. Like, it was really bad. You're working in, like, ridiculous conditions. You're in a tin can, whether it's 100 degrees or 2 degrees. You know, uh-huh. so it was really bad. Um, and then I had my dad really to look. He was really the only successful person I knew. And so I knew I wanted to be that breadwinner, so I really looked up to him and I don't know. I almost got thrown into the real estate because I didn't know I was. I always yeah. had an interest in real estate. Didn't know I wanted to be an agent, and I got blessed with you putting the gun <laughs> under my head, saying I have to make X amount or I don't have a job. Yeah, know? here you go, so, jump out of the airplane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So again, there and there are people that you know. Listen, there's guys that go in the coal mine every day. There's guys that go to the warehouse every day. There's guys that go to whatever, the shop every day, and they're happy with it. But there's something that clicks that you're just like, this just isn't for me, you know? Do you think that comes, like, nature or nurture? Like, so my brother and I raised with the same dad. He's the nine to five. I'm very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. How, you know, like, how do you explain yeah, that? Do you I, think <laughs> born with it, or does it come? I think I think you're born with it. I've I would have said it would have been more of nature mm-hmm. earlier, but the the older I get, the more I think you're born with it because I see different personalities out of everybody. I'm like, I have three siblings, and we're all different. Mm-hmm. Like we're all, we're, you know, my sister is is very much different than <laughs> yeah. three of the three of the guys, you know. Yeah. And I'm different than my brothers. And then you know, it, it's I think you're born and you're just built a certain way. No doubt. And you know, from, hey, listen, for my mom and my dad teaching for thirty years. That was that was great, you know. But I think I think what did it for me was I watched my old man when I was younger, and and they were trying to raise you know four kids. I watched my old man work, you know, go to teaching, and then come home Friday night and work um, at a lumber yard all Friday night, all Saturday, and then Sunday try to you know do some odd jobs. So I I barely saw the guy, and you know I'm like, man, he he is killing himself. Mm-hmm. Try, and and we were the we were. Poor as shit. Yeah, can I say that on there? Yeah. Hashtag shit. Um, and so I think you know, I think I think that that part of part of what what motivated me was I've never been afraid to work because I've been I watched my old man mm-hmm. just work 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 work. Same. So I'm like, okay, well, let's get at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been afraid of it. And then at the same time, I also, as I was growing up, promised myself I will never ever live like this. And it wasn't wasn't their fault. I mean, they tried like hell, but I it, it was I, when I get older, I am not doing this. Nice. <laughs> and that, I think that's just something. That's just how I was built. No doubt. You know, and you got to be the same. So you're chucking boxes, and you're thinking of your dad working hard. And yeah, same thing. So my dad, I remember he told me a story. I don't know if it's true or not, but he was like. Um, thing was with my mom. She didn't want to come in on Thanksgiving or New Year, some holiday. He's like, if you're not here working with me, you're out. <laughs> like his birthday, he's like, um, on his birthday, you call him his birthday. He's always working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's always yeah. like, what else am I going to do? Spending money? Like I'm going to, I'm going to make some money, especially on holidays. So I definitely got the work ethic from him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, I think back to my my grandfather's generation, and that generation, all they did was work. Mm-hmm. It was all about work. 
But I think it was all about, uh, I don't want to say serving the man, but there was, you know, my grandfather worked in a steel mill. Yep. And, you know, it was like, hey, well, I'm, I'm going there and that's what I'm doing and that's what I do. And they didn't even, I don't think he thought about anything different. It's just, that's what they did. They, they fell in line, they did their thing. And then, I mean, today, the, you know, is it's a hell of a lot different. I think people look to not be a part of that yeah. if they don't have to be. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's how we're built. And then what is it that just, you know, we had a guest on a few, a show or so ago, George Strunk, yep. who said, you got to be fearless. I don't know if it was fearlessness or foolishness or what, but I was like, yeah, I'm jumping out of this airplane. I'm not, I'm not doing shot. this anymore. Yeah. I want to make money because I, I felt like I was working my ass off teaching and I felt like I want to get paid for my effort. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. I want to get paid for my effort. And I felt like in real estate or something like that sales, I would be. Yeah. So. I don't want anyone to get discouraged. I think you can, you definitely are born with it because I have like, I feel like most of my traits come from my dad and what how I was raised. Mm-hmm. So that's like the whole nurture thing. But um, you can learn it because I did not think so big until I started pretty much reading and then people showing me what's possible, being around people like you. Yeah, you can learn then. Adapt to be the entrepreneur and yeah. think big. Yeah, I agree. You can, you can learn then to what are the traits of successful people. And that's what I did when I got yeah. out. I was like, okay. Um, I want to find, okay, who's the most successful real estate agent in the area? Mm. All right, what's he doing? And I want, I want to mimic him, and then I want to improve it so I kick his ass. That, that was my mentality. But, yeah, okay, so I could learn, whether it's real estate or you're doing other sales or you open your own business and you've got a retail shop or whatever or a hair salon, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, customer service, and you, you learn what it takes to be the best in your industry, and then you try to do something different to go beyond that. If you're built that way, some yeah. pe- some people are, you know, the people on the floor, and some people are the people upstairs saying this is what we're going to do next. So mm-hmm. um, that's a huge takeaway right there. How you said you want to kick his ass, like domination over competing. Like if yeah. you are um, heading for the top, you have that mindset. Yeah. There is no competition, you know. Right. Just, it's it's all internal. Right. And it's crazy. And I th- again, I think it's something that's built built within you because I've always wanted to be the best at everything I ever did. I remember being a dishwasher at a restaurant when I was going through college. And I was like, okay, the, the, what's worse than being a dishwasher at just the local restaurant? Yes. You know? But I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the best goddamn dishwasher there ever was. I'm going to get more dishes in this tray to go in the, the automatic washer. I'm going to stack them up on, out there on that table faster than anybody else did. Like, it was stupid. Wow. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. I wanted to be the fastest person to make the sandwich at Panera. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Sure. Because, I mean, listen, and everybody can relate to this. Yeah. You go into a, a Subway or a Panera or Jersey Mike. Shout out, Jersey Mike's. I love that shit. Anyway. Wow. You go, in, you go into some of these places and, and there's people that are just like, Dicking around, mm-hmm. and there's other guys that are getting after it. You know, and you're like, okay, that that guy's that guy's successful. I, you know, um, it's it's it, 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 and you can like start to recognize that. There's actually there's two, and and my daughter and I, I love to go to Rita's Rita's Water Ice. Shout yeah. out hashtag Rita's. What, is that a shout out or hashtag or what is that? I don't know what <laughs> what I'm doing Just or an at Rita's Water Ice. I don't know whatever it is. So we we love to go to Rita's Water Ice. All right, and there's like six or seven, you know, younger people, mostly girls that work there. Yep. And there's two though that stand out, and they're just so friendly and so attentive and so customer. And and so they're like, you know, we know them on a first name basis. And and Julia just, oh hey, you know, Allison's here, and it's like like they, they she just knows them and they know us. And you know, it, 
That's they're just like graduating from high school or into college, and I'm like, you guys are gonna be just fine. Just mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing and how you're doing it, because they they seem to be built that way. They know, hey, they're working their way through. They're doing what they got to do, but whenever they move on to their new career, they're gonna be they're gonna be just fine. Yeah, a key to success that you said mentioned a few times already is customer service. What do you say about that? Yeah, it clearly has to be very important. Yeah, well, where'd you learn it? Because I honestly read books. Well, my dad, I saw he was very customer service centric, mm-hmm. but I read books to teach me like real deal, like what it really takes to oh. please a customer. You I just knew. I have no idea. I never read anything. I just, I just felt I like think that's so crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just got it. Now. You know, I got, I was, I was taught by you know my my grandparents, my grandmother, my parents to be just polite and attentive. Pull up, just be polite. Yeah, yeah. And that's all. I just feel like I treat people politely, and then and honestly, like, okay, well, what what are you looking to do, and how can I help you do mm-hmm. that? I mean, because we're not again, we're not selling you know ten cent sticks of gum where we can shove 10 of them down somebody's throat for a dollar and be right. like, ah, they're just, you know, getting rid of us. We're talking about people spending hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. And you're not going to get that out of them if you are an asshole. Sure. <laughs> so, and not that I, it's it's not like a shtick. I'm not, I don't try to have that person personality. It's just like, no, I care about that they, that they get what they want and they accomplish their goals. And I, I don't know if that's customer service or not. I just, I just feel like it's being polite, mm-hmm. you know? So... Yeah, but no train. Not didn't get any training on that. Interesting. Interesting. But then, but then we go on to the the definition of, and, and here's where it gets kind of deep: is how do you know you're successful? Are you successful? Do you do you define yourself as that? No, definitely not. I have a lot. Though. I have way long to go. I feel. I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, I feel like I ain't shit still. You know, like I, I'm still a little guy, and I'm still learning a lot. You right. Know? Um. And I don't think success is only measured in money. I think success is measured in all aspects. You have to be mm-hmm. like your soul, your mind. You have to be there. Yeah. You have to have some sort of love somewhere and wealth for sure. Because you have to take care. You'd be happier being able to take care of your family than not mm-hmm. being able to. Yeah. It, 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 you know, success is defined a million different ways. So right, some right. guys are like, they only measure it by your pocketbook. And there, there's other people actually that don't, they don't care how much money they have. They just defining how many friends they have or how much time they spent with their family or how much yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, you got, you got to, there's a definition all over there, but you, know, you could look in the mirror and say that you can look at the negative side or you can look at the other side and say, what are you, 24? Mm-hmm. All right. How many 24 year olds are where you are today? Yeah. And, and most of them are just getting out of college and they have 500,000 in debt. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then I hear a, a video of, P. Diddy, who's a millionaire at 19, so I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but if you if you if you looked at um, <clears throat> if they like ranked, yeah. and you and you saw where you ranked in like you know the the nation, mm-hmm. and if you realize, hey, I'm in the top five percent mm. of 24 year olds in this country, mm. or 10 percent of the, uh, that's a, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you say because. Um, and I think you're wildly successful. So what do you think? And I think I suck. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because we, we talked about this before we clicked on these microphones and and you know what the what the, what defines success and 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 I get this all the time uh, from somebody very close to me. She tells me all the time, you know, you, you, you're never satisfied, are you? And unfortunately, I think the answer to that is no. I, I'm not. Now, does that does that drive me to want you know? To do more, be more, uh, I guess so. I just, mm-hmm. you know, in real estate it was, you know, being number one. And then after I was number one, 
I wanted to, you know, destroy the next nearest guy by double. Then once I did that, I want to triple it. Then I want to like that. It was, it just it overcomes you. Yeah. But yeah. Never satisfied. Yeah, it's not. It, I'm never satisfied. So, mm-hmm. like you know, we went up the levels of making this, making that, making that, making that, and I'm like, okay, well, I, what's next? What's next? You know, and <laughs> and unfortunately. Yeah, at some point you got to just like I think stand back and look at thirty thousand feet and just be like, "Hey, wait a minute, you're you're doing all right, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're you're all right." But yeah, um, yeah you know, not not being satisfied is is certainly something that's uh, you know the, the gun to my head that just keeps driving you. It keeps you going. Yeah, and sure. and some people call it, and I think it's it was kind of in my daughter's podcast that we did is I just hate to lose. Mm-hmm. And there's every day there's something, you know, it's not that it's a game, but every day there's something new that, well, I don't want to lose. Right. And so it just seems like, like I'm trying to win this, win this, win this, win this. And it, and it just, yeah, it overcomes you. And you're just like, okay, at some point you probably should be satisfied. But yeah. uh, I don't have a state or a river named after me yet. So I guess I, guess <laughs> exactly. I need to keep going. There's no statue here. <laughs> That's like um, in working out. So. Someone said the best day in the gym is your first day, and then that's your last because every other day after that, you're just trying to get better than yeah. you were before. It's like never satisfied. You were trying to get better. Right. I right. think that's a huge trait of successful people. Yeah. But it, it, it also is is a trait of people that get burnt burnt out and, mm-hmm. you know, and probably die early of a heart attack or stroke <laughs> because they just – they're going on high octane all the time, and, and they're never satisfied, so – they, they keep sticking their foot, you know, in the gas and, like, there's no more gas to give. Like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Where's the balance? Is there balance? Yeah, the, you need to find it. Yeah. You need to find it. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But at least we're not chucking boxes and Yeah, that's for sure. Walmart Distribution Center anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, monetary. What? At what point do you say life gets good? Like, at what point would you give someone some advice? Like, get to at least this number so you can. Mm. So I was uh, there was I was listening to a video with Matt Monero. Matt Monero is a friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show. He says life gets good at one fifty. It gets even better at two fifty. It gets great at five. Really? So I just want to know, like, what what's your take? <laughs> um. I, yeah, I don't know. It depends on your personal situation, I think, too, because it, if you've got a family, if you've got a lot of mouths to feed, yeah, if you've yeah, got, yeah. like, different goals and, and stuff like that. So, um, like, I, I know some people that live very, very simply, you know, a small little house and a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And they can make 50 grand, but they're living large, you know. Yeah, there's, there's other people that I see make $2 million a year, and they're just, you know, they're they act like they're poor, yeah. you know, and I'm like, bro, you're, you know, you're bringing down all this cat. Yeah. But I got, you know, uh, you know, this, this boat, this plane, this, you mm-hmm. know, house here, this vacation home there. And you're like, okay, well, uh, you know, so it, 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 it it's hard. And, and you see, they're not, they're not satisfied either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the first time I got into the one fifties or 200, which which was crazy because I don't think I made within a hundred grand of that before. I just had one year that I just went bananas, and you know I'm making that rock star money. You were like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, this is the shit. Yeah. And then the next year it's like, okay, well I got to beat that. Yeah, of course. So and and then I, and then I did, and it was like, okay, this is the shit. But, <laughs> and I got to beat that. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, hey, at, at some point, and it's I think it's between 150 and 200. You can probably be comfortable if you don't um, have any expensive hobbies, right? Or expensive things that you want to go after. But yeah, that that's that's kind of the number I think, especially around here. I mean, if you were in New York City, I mean, the, yeah, you need yeah, that a month. Right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but we're not. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree. I think that's a good number. That's but it's probably the number that you should should you know achieve. Um, met somebody yesterday. He talked about that he just cracked over hundred grand, and he was really happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, good for you. I mean, yeah. good for you. But his perspective was making seventy five all the time. Yeah. So for him, hundred was like, you know, was incredible. Right. So yeah, that's that. It's good. Mm-hmm. It is good. It is. But in our industry, if you don't make a hundred, you need to get the hell out because it's it's way too hard. <laughs> yeah. It's way Can't too put hard. All that work in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's recap. Domination mm-hmm. is definitely a trait that got you us to where we are. Yeah, don't don't compete, dominate. What else we got? Um, refuse yeah. refuse to lose. Refuse to lose. You know, never, so, be, never be satisfied. Yeah, don't be satisfied, or or write down when you will be satisfied, but then make sure you're not satisfied till you stay there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then figure. I mean, again, I think figuring out. What does it take to be the best? Again, like I, I always looked at. Well, who did it? Be- who did it best in that certain industry? I don't care if you're a haircutter, pumping gas, turning wrenches, selling real estate, or whatever. You know, emulate who, the greats. Who who does it best, and what are they doing that makes them the best? Hmm. And then do it better. But at least you know. Okay, if they're doing it a certain way, hey, right. You know, that's that's what I'm gonna do. That's huge. You know, that's you gotta. And there's plenty of self-help stuff out there on the internet, but I, I look right beyond that and like, forget that. Talk to me. I want to see the guy that doesn't tell you how to do it. He just does it because he knows the secret <laughs> and he's probably not giving it up. Yeah. That's huge. Right? I feel like a lot of people don't like to, it's, some might see it as copying, but mm-hmm. why would you reinvent the wheel? That's right. That's right. It, Listen, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. Yeah. So that's know. a quote card, quote card right there. That's a tweet. <laughs> imitation biggest form, biggest form of flattery. Yeah, that's or well, that's a hashtag or a, yeah. an, an at symbol or something, right? I think we put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, customer service, customer service is also huge. Yeah. What else did we touch on? Honesty, integrity. Yeah. Um, and this not being afraid to to work. Being fearless. Yeah, and fear, fearless, like George Strong said, be yeah. be fearless. Don't be don't be afraid to fail. You know, don't be what afraid do you to say fail. to yourself when you are about to make a phone call, but it's kind of like, damn, I don't want to make this call. Might be a bad call. Might be a very six figure call. Hmm. Uh, what do I say to myself? Yeah. Press end. <laughs> just go. Yeah, I just hit. I just hit go. Just go. Like don't. No I used. To, I used to rehearse it. I used. Believe it or not, like when I first started, because I this didn't. This is what I want to hear. Yeah, I, I. You know, it used to be like, okay, I got to call this guy. Yeah. And so here, so I'll give you an example. So I'm working this deal. Million. It was million and a half. Mm-hmm. Commission is ten percent. So do the math. How did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, and shout out to um, you know Kinsley Shoprite, Bob Kinsley. Um, and Kinsley and family, uh, Kinsley Shoprite and Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. Biggest Shoprite in the world. Biggest Shoprite in I, at least the East Coast because he built ninety thousand square feet of oh my god. So anyway, <laughs> so he comes in one day and 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 this, this guy actually taught me a lot about humility mm-hmm. because he calls me up. I get the, I get a call 
And he says, I'd like to hear more about this land, you know, you have listed in, in Broadheadsville. And he's, he said, um, I said, well, who, you know, who am I speaking with? And he said, this is Bob Kinsley. And I was like, is this the Bob Kinsley? <laughs> and he says, well, I guess so, because I'm Bob Kinsley. <laughs> I was like, so are you the shop right, Bob Kinsley? And he says, yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay. Well, so it turns out the guy is as humble as the day is long. You know, really nice guy. So anyway, we we he he wants to build. He's in a little little shop, right? A little building, and he wants to build a new building. He's done very very well, and he and his family want to build a huge shop, right, with a shopping center and everything else. And he's looking at this piece of dirt. Mm-hmm. So you know, it just so happened it was a million. He, it was one point seven. He offered a million and a half, and we had a ten percent commission on it. So I'm, I'm you know I'm looking at a hundred fifty thousand dollar commission at this closing, like. It wasn't all me, but it's still like that was yeah. buku money to me. Oh, like, of course. so you know, what do you do when you're picking up the phone to call in to him, him and see how things are going? Yes. you know, or you got to call him and say, "Hey, um, you know, we got this report in or that report in, or how did it go?" When you know we're going to meet with PennDOT or DEP or whoever it is, you know. And so I used to rehearse in my head, okay, well, okay, and then I write me write some stuff down, okay, well, make sure that you know I talk about this or talk about that, or talk about that. And I realized one day you got on the phone. And it, it totally deviates from what the hell you have written down. Oh, hey, wait, I wanted to, you know, so I, the, the, you just, you kind of get a little bit better at it. And so I was like, you know what? Now I just got to hit, hit, hit the green button, go and just let it go. Let's see where it goes. Nice. You know, let it see where it goes. Um, but we did that deal, you know, when he built this monster shop, right? So, um, but yeah, it was, it was, I remember talking to him and he talked about closing which was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he didn't have approvals yet, which was even more, oh, my God, because it took him seven and a half years to get the approvals. We would have had to wait seven and a half years to close. Whoa. Yeah, the poor poor guy, you know, but because uh, PennDOT just yeah. rung him, you know, ha- not a friend of the show, PennDOT. Uh, <laughs> just rung him through the – just put him through the ringer. I mean, it, just, it was horrible what they did to him. Um, but anyway, yeah, I remember calling him up and him saying, eh, I think we might, you know, close in a few weeks. And, like, he was just laid back about it. I'm like – Bro, you're about to do a until he built this thing it was gonna be like uh, probably twenty million dollars. I was like, wow. holy cow! And you just talk about fearless. He couldn't. Ca- yep, we're gonna build it. Yep, we're gonna close. Yep, no problem. Great guy, close. But yeah, you know, I mean, another example is just the other day I got my ass handed to me by an attorney, <clears throat> absolutely hands me my ass over the phone, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> Why? You know, but I've gone long enough to know that, listen, just I'm going to punch back. I don't care. You know, if I did something wrong, fine. Hand me my ass and, okay, fine. You got me. I didn't do anything wrong. So I don't care. You're going to get some back. Give it back to him. Yeah. And I gave him back. Listen, I'm going to give you back the truth. Here's what happened and here's why. And here's why I did what I did. Yeah. So there. (laughs) Take that. So. And it was the client was a conference call, and the client was on the phone too. Mm. So they heard it, and I think that they, you know, might respect you a little more because he's like, "Listen, I'm, I'm, I was being proactive, I'm being helpful, and I was doing what the client told me to do." Period. And, you know, you're coming in here in the eleventh hour. That's that's your problem, not right. mine. Don't say, "Well, I wish the realtor didn't do this." No, 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 no. No, Danny P. <laughs> no, no. Danny <laughs> P. Maybe ten years ago that wash. Yeah. Uh, today, no, that shit ain't washing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Danny P's coming at you. <laughs> I love it. That's good. So should we uh, do a little uh, interaction with the... Yeah, with the listeners. With the listeners. Um, with the so 
we're doing. We're gonna ask you again. We're gonna play the XY game with the listeners. So comment down below. Yeah, I, please I, comment, subscribe. I like. always see guys. I see people do this. They comment down below. And then you put the hit the bell, comment, or, and then subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, like, subscribe. Make it pop up. <laughs> so we're gonna ask. We're gonna ask questions, like we would in the XY game. Four questions, two each, and whoever comments back with the four correct answers, we will make a donation to your charity for fifty bucks. I don't know. Some of you are thinking, well, I'm my greatest charity. How about you make a donation to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the human fund. We'll make a donation to the human fund. <laughs> People are like, what the hell is that? That yeah. might be question number one. What's the human fund? Is Yeah, so here's question number one. Okay. What sitcom is the human fund reference from? How do I know? Well, I've never heard that. What's your question? What is <clears throat> what is the uh, program that was used in the '90s, late '90s, early 2000s, to download music? Oh, the one that got in trouble. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I remember that one. I got that one. Okay. Staying in the music genre, can you name uh, name the first lead singer from Van Halen? Definitely not. I don't even know who that is. Um, and lastly, who is the uh, comedian in Flubber? Starred in Flubber, the movie Flubber. Flubber. Never seen it? No. You know what? Sounds like a derogatory comment. Probably- <laughs> no. Isn't that one of those millennial comments to talk about a, like an unattractive person? No. Yo, she flubber. Like, that, that sounds like something you'd say. <laughs> you know, I think you might be onto something there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's going on a t-shirt. Yeah. Well, we got some <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> All right, that's good. No cheating. Can't go on Google. Yeah, no, no Googling this stuff. Even though that's what people are doing right now. <laughs> I just thought about that. <laughs> we got to do this live. Yeah. That's it. That's a wrap. I hope you guys learned something today. Yep. Stay tuned for episode whatever coming up next. We got a bunch of guests lined up and uh, some new topics. Subscribe, like, share. Hit the notification button. Adios. Clickbait. Yeah. Like some huge tidal wave about ready to take out some little kid or something. Ah, click, click, click. (laughs) My little sister called me. She's like, I need to make your titles. Do you need more clickbait? (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. She'd probably be really good at it, too. Yeah, I know.